Hey guys, this week we will be having a little bit of a different episode here on Fact of Life. We're going to talk about the recent events in Nashville, Tennessee, talking about the school shooting. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Hey guys, welcome to Fact of Life this week. We're really glad that you've joined us today, tuned in to talk about the school shooting that happened in Nashville, Tennessee. In the past, we've done episodes on gun control. We've done ones on abortion, done ones on education. We've talked about, you know, teachers being armed in schools to keep things like this from happening. But I think all of this kind of just culminates together in what we've been talking about recently, just about our calling as Christians is and against the things of this world and the things that are evil. You know, like Chloe just said, we've talked about a lot of these different little topics before, but today, this week, we've been hit with this exact situation that we've talked about before. So we really do think it's really, really important to go over it this week. And especially just as we were preparing for this episode, you know, watching back on some footage and looking at the situation as a whole, it's, it's a very deep thing to talk about and a very heart-wrenching subject, heart-wrenching story. And so it definitely won't be a lighter episode today. It'll be a little bit of a harder one, but one that's important nonetheless. So we encourage you all to stick with us as we work through this challenging topic. Before we start, I want to read a verse. I, ever since this has happened and, and come on the media and I've just been hearing everything about it, my heart has just been so heavy for the families, for the community, for the school. You know, I, I, I've been listening to a lot about this, different different people covering it, and I was also just reading in Psalm 27 today, and there were just some really beautiful verses, and I'll kind of touch on them. There's a lot of things that apply for today. I want to start with a couple verses from Psalm 27.3. When evildoers assail me, to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Verse 12 goes on to say, Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I just think this is such a beautiful verse and encouraged my heart a lot as I just thought about the depth of the evil that, that caused this person to go and kill children and adults in this school and I think a lot of times we just we just sit there and think like what in the world is going on and why is this happening but to know that God is at work and in the midst of this tragedy that we don't know why it happened but we do know that God is not he's not apathetic and he's not surprised by this and he's actually doing something in it that we just don't see yet but our hearts go out to these families to the school just want you guys to know that we're praying for you and I, just this unimaginable tragedy, but I also want to talk about the rhetoric surrounding this entire thing because the media has been covering it in a very difficult way, and I just want to go over what actually happened on that day. So on March 27th, police in Nashville, Tennessee, first got calls about the shooter at about 10.13 a.m., and then the shooter was down by 10.27 a.m. by the law enforcement that responded there on the scene. First off, thank you for law enforcement. Yes, Thank you absolutely. so much. Oh, man, like if you go back and watch their body cam footage, because it has been released, mm -hmm. if you go back and watch it, just the amazing bravery and um, they, just, they perform their job so well. Obviously, you never want them to have to be in that scenario, mm -hmm. but 
they didn't let it fluster them. They were, it was just absolutely like what amazing heroes. Obviously, it's so terribly sad they had to be in that position, but absolutely. I mean, that there they responded incredibly well. The school that happened at is the Covenant School there in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a private Christian school, and the shooter had actually graduated from the school in years past. There were three students that were shot and killed, and they were all nine years old. Um, their names are Evelyn Dykehouse, Hallie Scruggs, and William Kinney, which that's, I, my heart just goes out to their family right now, genuinely, and just I cannot ima- begin to imagine what they're feeling. So just all of our prayers are with them, and mm-hmm. I really hope that their community is surrounding them right now and mm-hmm. showing them all the love because, oh, I just, I can't, nine years old. And then there were also three adults killed in the shooting as well. 61-year-old Cynthia Peak, 60-year-old Catherine Kuntz, and 61-year-old Mike Hill, who were all there at the school. And then the shooter was shot down as well at 10.27 a.m. by law enforcement. The six victims were those three students and the three adults. The shooter's name was Audrey Hale, and as Maddie Grace just said, she went to that school growing up. This was a premeditated and planned targeted attack. This woman had a lot of of things going on. Apparently she was very emotionally unstable. Her parents said that she shouldn't have any weapons and she was acting very strange. She messaged one of her friends from that exact school and, and, and texted her and said that she was about to commit suicide and that something terrible was going to happen And it would all make sense later because she had left a bunch of stuff behind to talk about this. But that person had tried then to get in contact with, you know, the suicide prevention. But by that time, she was already gone. It happened that all that morning. And so it's just so, so sad that this specific Christian school was targeted by this woman. She is transgender. And so she identified as a man. Um, she's a woman. She had other attacks planned, but thankfully was not able to carry those out. But before she was stopped, six people lost their lives. You know, this really reminds me of the identity series we did um, just a couple of weeks ago. Because one of the things that we talked about was whenever you're not finding your identity in the right place and you're not actually rooting that and being a child of God and you're finding it, all these things that culture is throwing at you, you lose that worth within yourself too you know when we're placing our worth with being children of God and in and in, in God we're reflecting him and we are that vessel of his but when you're not placing your worth there you lose that respect for yourself you instead of becoming a vessel for the Lord's work you become a vessel for other things and in this case like directly a vessel for evil mm-hmm. and so when you have no respect for your own life anymore you don't have respect for anyone else's life either. Mm-hmm. And so it's so it's so sad that all of this has happened. You know, it's it's not like she had this grand plan. She she full well knew and planned on dying at the end of this. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, you don't even respect your own life. I feel like it's just one more heartbreaking thing to add on to uh, the entire mountain of heartbreaking things that mm-hmm. is this event. Allie Beth Stuckey posted a tweet today and she said I've been thinking about this shooter's last messages in which she said she was going to commit suicide Satan convinced her she will have power over life and death essentially the same lie Satan told Eve you will be like God but she was killed and exactly where Satan wants her I just think that's so so scary a verse popped in my mind when I was thinking about this in Ephesians 6 it talks about putting on the armor of God and what we can be doing to take a stand against evil but 
there's such a great reminder that Paul reminds Christians in this verse. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And verse 12 right here just, just spoke to me today as I was thinking about this. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I just thought this was so potent today because we we look at this situation and we look at what this woman did and it is just so evil and dark and we just think how in the world is like how in the world could this happen and and why did God allow this but like this verse is just reminding us too that like the true enemy is not this woman or you know the other shooters that have been killing people and children in these shootings i mean this is the 19th shooting we've had since the beginning of 2023 alone this happens so often now and we just sit here and go why is this happening but we do not wrestle against those shooters we wrestle against the darkness the the evil powers we wrestle against satan and what he's doing in this world there is such a a warfare going on around us that we do not see we don't think about but it is so real the spiritual warfare does have physical consequences and that is what we're seeing with this shooting and it is so devastating sin is such a dark scourge on this world but that is why we have the hope of the gospel and you know i also want to i also want to mention the fact that audrey once was a child of god and and bore the image of God, but she traded that for her sin. And now she is right where Satan wants her. And that is so scary. But I I also want to mention that I've been seeing all over social media that people are adding Audrey's name to the list of victims as if she was a victim. And I just want to make something clear. Audrey is not a victim. Okay. She murdered children and adults that had nothing to do with her. She is not a victim. And it is a terrible, terrible thing. But that she received the just punishment for her sin. Um, that is the only justification. When you take someone's life, your life must be taken too. We haven't done an episode on the death penalty. I really think we should and talk about that. Mm-hmm. But and the payment for life is death. And she she took that life. She thought that she had the power over life and death. And she does not. Only only God does. And 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 like Ali Beth had tweeted, like Satan has her exactly mm-hmm. where where he wanted her. Certainly it is sad. I do think we should be mourning with her family as well, but in a a different way too, because she should be separated from the victims of this shooting. I think she's a victim in a different sense, not to be associated. I still, I agree with Chloe as far as listing her out with these, but ultimately she was overtaken by that evil and deserved what, what happened in this scenario and should not be listed with the victims. But my heart 100% goes out to her family yeah, as well absolutely. because I can't even begin to imagine that side of things either mm-hmm. because not only have you seen this terrible thing over the years overcome your daughter and take her over, um, now you've seen this atrocious act that atrocious act that has ruined so many other families' lives as well. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget to look to that side of the equation because no, they— absolutely. I know nothing about her family, very, very little, but I, it, I, it, it sure just does probably seem like the whole world is against you in that mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. which is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, and to that point of this, this kind of, you know, empathy with the family as well, um, 
I wanted to acknowledge the response that one of the fathers of these beautiful children um, was. Uh, Hallie Scruggs was one of the nine-year-old um, girls that was killed, and her father is the pastor of a Presbyterian church down in Nashville. And apparently he talked to a friend and he said, my daughter is in the arms of Jesus now, and he loves her more than we ever could. And I just, I just thought that was such a beautiful and just so heartbreaking, but beautiful response from this father who's lost his precious baby girl. And I, I, I just, I see this, this kind of trust in God and knowing that what happened, God is, God is in control and, and we may question and we don't have an answer ultimately for why, why God allows these things, but we do know that he is working. He's not, I, I, Allie Beth mentioned that today. She said that we know that God is not doing nothing. And, and in fact, he's doing so much. And we don't know why this had to happen. But um, even even one of the fathers here is just trusting that God God is with him. And, and he knows that Jesus is holding her in his arms. And Jesus loves her more than they ever could. And that's just so beautiful. And I, I love that response. Um, I just think that was really, really impactful. That's such a beautiful response. And I think it's absolutely fascinating to see how, you know, you have this father of this victim here who nobody would blame him if he just exuded the utmost anger to the media, the utmost anger to the world. But instead he has, he just says this beautiful loving comment. Mm -hmm. And then you look at some of the other reactions to the event. Um, I was scrolling through the news earlier and I saw this one reaction from this transgender support group called the Trans Resistance Network. And it's not an entirely huge group. This one specifically that we're looking at, it's just a French group with maybe um, 3,300 followers. It's still a lot of people when you think about it. Mm -hmm. And I know there are other groups like this that have said similar things, all kinds of things posting on social media. But this is just the one example that we'll look at right now. But this is their reaction to the event. They said Audrey Hale acted this way because, and their exact quote was, he felt he had no other way to be seen. And so this was the only way that Audrey Hale could act out in that way. And, note, and then they noted, they added the phrase exactly said, hate has consequences. Referring to, so basically the premise of what they're saying here is that because Audrey Hale decided that although she was born biologically female, that she would identify as a male, that because not everyone in this country agreed with her on that, this was the only way she could be seen, and that the hate that she got for it, its consequences were the school shooting. So they're taking the blame away from the literal murderer here and placing it on people who are just standing for truth. Now, I'm sure there are some people who have been hateful in ways that we don't agree with because although, and I'm sure, and I, I think I can speak for Chloe on this. Chloe, definitely correct me if I'm wrong. Even though we disagree with people on loads of different things, um, whether it's transgenderism or any other, any, other, any other aspect, we do believe we should treat people with love. We've talked about what we think love is. It's not always agreeing with mm -hmm. what they're doing. You, you know, we've they're, talked about, like, mm -hmm. truth without... Love without truth is not true love. And I mm -hmm. think we can speak the truth in love, but, like, mm -hmm. we need to be loving. Yes. I, I'm sure there are some people who have been hatred in ways that they should not have been. 
I don't know. I don't know personally if that ever happened to her specifically. But either way, adding on the phrase hate has consequences, like that is that is so disrespectful. It angers me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and what I just find so heartbreaking about this is that three children lost beautiful lives ahead of them and three adults their their life was ended prematurely in in such a, a horrible way but instead of the country unifying behind the families and supporting them and showering them with love and prayer no instead we have to fight over the gender of the person that shot them the woman that shot these people and and now the 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 lgbtq community is now um it is justifying Aubrey Hale's actions towards these people because of the hate, the supposed hate that they're receiving everywhere. And I know that people are not loving to these people. They're not um, handling what's going on in the right way. But when when you just look at the fact that the past shooters that have been hap- that have happened in 2023, a lot of them, the Denver shooter, the uh, Aberdeen shooter, the Nashville shooter, the Colorado Springs shooter. They were all either trans or non-binary or something, but this is a problem and something that we really need to be talking about and be addressing. Um, and and we also need to just be looking at, at what we can do as Christians to be, you know, both taking a stand and fighting back, but also what we can do to shape the culture and change the the horrors of both what, you know, gender dysphoria and, and all of these, this mental illnesses that is going on. This is a horrible thing that all of this mental illness is happening but you know what we can be doing as christians to help you know fight back against it and to love on these people to show them the love of christ and to show them the forgiveness and redemption that can be found in him alone and and so in our next segment we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about kind of this this culture of the transgender movement against christians specifically and we're also going to talk about what christians should respond with Um, Thank you for listening to Fact of Life. Just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We'll be with you right after the break. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to Fact of Life on the second segment of our episode talking about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. We were just talking about the the um, response of the transgender LGBTQ plus response to the shooting, talking about what this really means as Christians. And so Ali Beth Stuckey has been covering this widely, and I really appreciated her her take on it and her response as well. But she she posted something today that was really interesting to me. She found a quote from someone, and I, I don't know where she got it, but um, it's very accurate and true to life. And I wanted to read a little bit of this on to the air here, talking about the trans, this kind of trans community on Twitter, they, he's saying that they regular, regularly promote violence against Nazis and fascists, and they, they mean it. Um, but he also says they, they want violence. They talk about punching, shooting, stabbing, beating with baseball bats. They put images of rifles on trans flags. 
And when you look at the targets of the rhetoric, most of the targets aren't actually Nazis or fascists. They're dissident voices, conservative Christians and feminists, and everyday people who don't hold the fringe beliefs about sex that many trans people hold. He goes on to say that he saw a video of a 72-year-old woman being punched by a trans man because she misidentified him. And people, um, people justified that. They said that that's fine because of, because of this, um, this hate that they, they feel they're experiencing. Um, he says the community tells trans youth that they're under attack and under threat of genocide and tells them death before G transition. The community says trans kids, kids are being killed by legislation. Um, and now many people have taken guns into schools and literally killed children as revenge. The murderous and suicidal rhetoric, the violence against women and children should have stopped years ago. He says, I go into this movement to see that almost every reaction to the murder of young children is self-concern. They say, I'm the victim here. I'm in more danger than ever before. This is genocide against us. Every time this murderer's identity and motives are mentioned, we are being killed. But you just see this exact response from this community. They say, we're the victims here. We are being killed. We are being hated on. And we need to kill children in response. That's, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't have, what do you even say to that? Like, there is something, and I truly mean this, and it's scientifically, like, this is true. Like, there's just something deeply, like, mentally wrong with these people. Like, mm-hmm. how can you justify killing people? Going back to what we said before the break earlier that, um, that one group said hate has consequences or something along, like, hate has con- brings consequence, con- something like that. I mean, I think it does, but not in the way they're saying, obviously. You know, they're saying, oh, you hate on... Um, people who identify as transgender, and then the consequences are they are killing everyone. Well, the real consequences here, the consequences of their actions are, it's, it's awful. They're reacting in this way, and they correlate. They equate it, they say that this is the biggest civil rights crisis since, you know, the, the civil rights crisis in the 1960s. Like, they say that this is such a big deal, but I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with race. This isn't about a person's inherent worth or anything. I'm li- like, we literally are biologically male or female at birth. And that's that. You cannot change that. And if you do, like, you are physically and chemically changing your body and your brain reacts to that and you become mentally ill. That is just what happens. Like, scientifically speaking, we're not just spouting off no random opinions we have. And like, Follow the science, guys. And I don't hate you because of this. I'm not, I, I don't, not at all. Yes, exactly. I just simply, I just simply know that you are wrong because there is biologically a difference between a man and a woman. Um, women can give birth to children. Men cannot. I, I just, I do not understand. And so it's, they say that this is the biggest civil rights crisis and it's just sad to see the repercussions of all of it. Um, I I think it was Ben Shapiro the other day was saying that like if if children are not able to get tattoos until they are 18, they should not be be receiving exactly. gender reassignment surgeries without parental consent before they're 13. Like I'm sorry, that's just so wrong. I can I I'm not allowed to put ink on my body if I'm not 18 yet, but I can go become a man if I want to. This is literally I saw the most insane thing yesterday. I was looking on Instagram and Instagram just like recommended this post to me and I, 
it, it I don't remember what it was, but I clicked on it because I think it intrigued me because I was like, this is really weird. This can't be true. And it was a mother who let her like five year old son identify as female. She was like, it was this whole long post about how when he first told her that he was a girl, she, her first response was, let's think about this for a while and make sure it's the right decision. But then she scolded herself for that later because she didn't just listen to his natural intuition. And I'm like, are you seriously letting your five-year-old tell you he wants to be a girl? Well, like Chloe said, you have to be 18 to get a tattoo or fight in the military or 21 to buy alcohol, 18 to vote, and all of these things, and you're letting your five-year-old identify as a female when he's biologically a male, and then you, like, scroll back on her Instagram posts before her five-year-old son, like, comes out or whatever, and you see she's been, like, dressing him up in dresses for the past three years and, like, putting fake braids in his hair, and I'm like, ma'am. It affects them and it leads to this type of violence you know when we look at this identity crisis within america it is affecting so much about our our life when you when, and we've talked about this in our identity episode when you don't understand who you are and you place your identity in something that you truly aren't um you know you become so obsessed with this and it becomes everything about you and in this case, I mean, when you are trying to change the biological nature of yourself with chemicals and hormones and things that should not be injected into your body. I'm sorry, as a woman, you should not be injecting testosterone into you. You, you That just does really bad things to your body. There's just such a tangible evil in all of it. And it's, it's messing with the very fabric of, of humanity. And, you know, it's just, it's so scary to me because I think about Romans 1. And Romans 1 clearly says that when you know, when we reject God within our hearts from being king over us, he will give us over to our sin, specifically sexual sin. And there is so much rampant sexual sin going on in this in this world, especially in America. And it is it is it is literally coming to the point where now the dissident voices that I mentioned earlier, the dissident Christians who are speaking out against this is saying, no, biologically, this is wrong. This should not be. Now we are being the ones persecuted and we're becoming no better than we used to be way back in the, in Rome under Nero. I mean, we are nowhere near that for sure. But like, this is, the, this is where it starts. I mean, that's someone that's the, that guy that wrote the post. He said like, there, there, there is a problem right now and we, we can't fix it alone. It's horrific, immense and intense. It's overwhelming. There has to be a consensus that things need to change. He says, I don't know what it would take. Maybe it's too late. This is what the trans movement has become and this is how it ends. Now, I think that goes too far. I do think, I mean, this could be, you know, I mean, we know that the return of the Lord is imminent. Whenever that, you know, whenever he comes, he's going to come. And we know that it's going to be a terrible place on this earth before he does come. And, you know, when he, he returns, he's going to make all things right. This is wonderful to look forward to. But right now we're still on this earth and we still have a role as Christians. And that's kind of what I want to speak to right now. It's just kind of like, what do we, what do we do with this intense evil? Um, and, and. I don't know, I just had a couple experiences this past this past week with the, the shooting and um, I was just involved in a couple things and I just saw this, I just saw the intense moral depravity of man and I, it's been weighing on my heart and I just been trying to think like, why is this happening? And like, I know that we, you know, inherently are moral, like morally evil and depraved. We, we are 
broken people without God. And we need his saving grace. We need the gospel. We need to be renewed and regenerated. We need to be become new in Christ. You know, there is so much evil on this earth. And, you know, I've been continually reminded that this world is not our home. We are merely passing through. We are not citizens of this world or any nation of this world, but we are rather citizens in heaven. And that is where we belong. And that's why it feels so wrong. That's why this evil is so heartbreaking because we're not meant to be in it. And this is not meant to be happening. It's a broken twist in this of, of the beautiful creation that God said, this is so, this is very good on, on day one of creation. And so I've just, I've just kind of been thinking about this and, and what our response should be. I've been thinking about the American church. I, I just think that the American church has become so apathetic and, and has just sat in their seats and watched our culture fall apart that is, I'm not referring to everybody, but I do think the American church as a whole has become increasingly apathetic to the culture around us. And, and there's a lot of excuses about it saying, well, that's right. We are only passing through. We're just citizens. We can sit back and just wait for the Lord's coming. And it's going to be great. That is not what scripture teaches. That is not what scripture teaches at all. We are reminded, we are given hope that this world is not our home, but that is not an excuse for Christians to sit back and do whatever they want. No, rather, we are the light of this earth. We are this, like, as Christians, we shine the light of God as the city on the hill. We are the reflection of his, his grace. And we are called to make disciples. We're called to go out and spread the gospel, to save people, to um, encourage them to come to Jesus Christ and to spread the truth about the gospel. And, and we are called to stand up against evil. I think there are so many churches so many pastors who are so afraid of stepping on people's toes, afraid of calling out evil when they see it, that they have become just merely, you know, it's, it's called like the social gospel, like the, the Jesus, you know, is just the genie in my pocket, whatever I need from him, I can get, it's going to be great. We don't have any moral responsibility to anything else, but it's just, we get whatever we want out of it. But no, this, that's not what the Bible teaches at all. But so many pastors have just said, no. Um, I'm, I don't want to step on your toes. I don't want to call you out for being gay or homosexual. Like, I'm not going to say anything about that. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And you get this culture of, no, this is actually okay. And um, we don't have anything to do about it. And when we get so, we, we have that joy of, yes, this world is not our, our home. But with that joy, we have the opportunity of bringing that to so many others. It's so many times where we're afraid. And it reminds me of a verse, you know, it says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend, befriend faithfulness. I, I think that just shows it right there. Like, I mean, people are afraid of so much of being canceled, of being thrown out the door for being called a homophobe or, you know, you know transphobic or things like this okay, that's fine. Let them call you that because that doesn't matter. You know who you are as a child of God and you know that that's not true. You're merely trying to speak truth into someone's life. I mean, hopefully you're doing it with love, but like, you know, um, you don't need to be afraid of these people. We, we don't need to be afraid because we know that Christ has, has, has got a hold of us and they will soon fade like the herb. They will wither like grass, but we are to trust in the Lord and to do good to dwell in the land. 
we're dwelling here on this earth. We're not, we're not, we're living in it, but we're not a part of it. You know, like we are living in it, but we don't need to participate in the things of this earth. And so, um, you know, it, like Psalm 37, where she pulled that verse from, goes on to say, the wicked plot against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked for he sees that their day is coming. The Lord loves justice and he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. I just, that's so, that's so wonderful. Again, he says, turn away from evil and do good. It's so, so heartbreaking to see so many people, you know, not really leaning into what we see here in the scripture and following these callings. And what it leads to is we're seeing these rise in these groups who, like we talked about earlier, are promoting so much violence and hatred. And we have such powerful opportunities as Christians to fight back against those and truly start making a difference. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at these things, you know, here we are, we're sitting here, we're talking about how astonishing, how terrifying it is that these are the, this violence is what they're promoting. But we have to actively work to bring more people to the Lord and show them that this is not the way. Because I mean, look at this. It says that they talk about punching and shooting, stabbing and beating with baseball bats and they put images of rifles on trans flags and people will try to tell you, they'll try to tell you the way to fix this is to enact gun restriction laws. Well, if you look at the people committing these, committing these atrocious crimes, they are not the ones who are out there telling you that we need to protect our Second Amendment rights. All of the, everyone who's telling you we need to protect our Second Amendment rights are not the wackos who are up shooting places. No, the people, the people telling you that you don't need a gun are the people also promoting gender reassignment surgeries, promoting transgenderism, promoting That's, violence. Yes, they promote violence. They promote the means of violence while telling you that you can't have a weapon to protect yourself. I'm sorry, but that's so scary. You know what would have happened if they couldn't have if like we just oh, America, let's not have guns. Like I know some people it depends on the range of restrictions you have, but let's say we just got rid of guns. You know who would have had a gun in that scenario? Only the, the shooter. shooter. You know and, who and no one would have been able to take You know how gun? many victims we would have had? more than six yes she was targeting three schools and also i'm sorry that quote that you just mentioned is that just not inverted kkk like, like seriously actually, like that's that's insane. literally that's like lynches against people that have done supposed hate crimes we're not murdering them like that's that also just i can't fathom this because it, i understand these things happen and they are not okay we should not be discriminating against people we should not be like Spewing, spewing hatred, spewing at, hatred them. at them. No, we should not. But it works both ways. Yes. And, and you, why is your retaliation against nine-year-olds? They have done nothing to you. Nothing. Nothing. And, and I, now you've taken their whole lives away from them. It makes me want to cry. You'll hear the left repeat over and over again when some random event happens and we don't even know what happened. They'll say, say their name, say their name. And then here, we don't have a lot of time to get into it. One thing that reminds me of is when you look at our current pre President Biden's response to this tragedy, he was joking about ice cream. Someone asked him if he thought it was a target against Christians specifically. He chuckled at it. He was so half-hearted amongst, amongst all of this and made a half-hearted call to Congress to pass more gun restrictions legislation. And it's like some tragedies happen for the left sometimes. And obviously, 
not everyone on the left is ignoring what has happened here or spewing mm-hmm. these things. Absolutely. These are just some major ones we've been seeing. You'll see that these things happen. They'll say, say their name. Well, say the names of these victims. Evelyn Dykehouse, Hallie Scruggs, and William Kinney. These nine-year-old kids, they are the ones who got their entire lives stripped away from them because we have these idiotic organizations telling people to go out and promote violence. This is awful. This is insane. You know, they're the ones telling the transgender people who identify as transgender that they're being persecuted like people have in the civil rights era. Well, this, if anything, I never want to compare current things to things that have happened back in history because scenarios have, what scenarios are always changing. But if you look at it, they're the ones promoting violence. They're the ones promoting hatred, beatings, shootings, all of these things. And what we get from it is these three innocent children and the three adults that come from it. And gun legislation is not going to help that. Look at the problem. Don't look at the media. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it can be so easy to just be so angry. And I mean, you can hear the moral indignation in our voices right now. Like Absolutely. This is, this is wrong and we should be righteously angry about it. But I also think it's important to draw attention to another verse in psalm 73 or psalm 37 it says refrain from anger and forsake wrath Mm -hmm. fret not yourself for it only tends to evil right now we need to be speaking the truth we need to be loving the community of of nashville loving on these families Mm -hmm. loving on audrey's family Mm -hmm. we need to be we need to be the light here we cannot turn around and spew hatred back at them because that will only lead to more evil like it says here and there needs to be justice. We, 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 we need justice. But justice is God's job, and he will bring justice ultimately. But right now, I think this is such a call to the American church to stand up, to start loving on these communities, loving on these, these people for protecting their children. I think this is a call for Americans to be running for office to get into these places so that they can be, you know, helping out the police better protect us you know, getting these critical race theory, this gender ideology out of schools, you know, um, you know, educating their own children in the truth. We need a revival and, and Christians need to be on their knees praying because prayer is so powerful. And all over the Bible, it tells us to be in prayer and we're never in prayer enough. And so let's get on our knees as a nation, as Christians, let's, let's, be praying for these families, be praying for revival, for renewal, for these these people that are hurting in, in their minds and not understanding what their gender is and who God sees them as a child of God, a precious child of God. Let's be loving on those people as well and let's be trying to help them, guide them back to the light and the regeneration in Christ, sharing the gospel with them. And this is what we need to be doing now in love. And, and, and that will change the culture. Yes, exactly. Coming from this scenario, we need to be with the families of those children, with the families of Evelyn Dykehouse, Hallie Scruggs, William Kinney, Cynthia Peake, Catherine Kuntz, Mike Hill, and yes, even the family of Audrey Hale. We need to mm-hmm. be with these families, yes. but it's not just that. We need to stay with these families and mourn with them, but moving forward, we have to make sure that we are treating each other with love. And as we've talked many times, that's not just tolerating what people are doing mm-hmm. and saying mm-hmm. when it's wrong, but it's treating people with love and it, it's it's showing people what is right and what is true and not being angry or rude towards them, but instead, mm-hmm. instead keeping each other accountable moving forward because we can change this culture. We can go and 
make heaven the home for even more people, but it has to be has to be an active effort moving forward. And yeah, to close us out, I want to repeat that verse that I opened with. Again, in Psalm 27, it says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. The Lord is returning. The Lord is working, and he, he is with us in this. And we are to take courage as Christians and not let our heart falter in fear or in worry. Like, God is holding us, and he's in control. We can be strong and take courage. We can um, be strong against the lies, against the fear and the hatred of other people. And we can be courageous to stand up for the truth. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode today. We know it was a bit of a deep one, but a one that needed to happen nonetheless. If you have any comments on today's episode or if maybe it sparked an idea of something you'd like us to cover in the future, you can always email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or even send us a message on Instagram at factoflifepodcast or Twitter at factoflifepod. Make sure to keep up with us, um, keep up with all of our up-to-date things happening on both of the social media platforms. And you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. And, of course, right here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Maddie Grace Watson. And and we we approve of this this message. message.